Oh my goodness. We are back. You're listening to Pastors of Pain County podcast radio show. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church at 711 North Country Club Road. Uh, I am here with what? Father Kerry Wakulich. You know what's funny about last week? Tell me. When we did this for the first time in the living room of the St. Uh-huh. Joseph Terra in Demons the Casa. Rectory, yeah. In the Casa. Uh, we didn't introduce ourselves. I think I, we did. I, I, I introduced myself and I introduced you. Really? Well, yep. that's glad. I'm glad you did that because I don't have a very good yep. memory. But I don't remember doing that. And yep. I guess now that this is recording, everybody's like, he can't remember. I'll always introduce you. Oh, thank you. I'm your wingman. Oh. Uh, <laughs> are you Goose or am I Maverick? I'm Maverick. Mm. I'm Maverick. You're Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> uh, we're now coming up at the end of August. Uh, school is in, mm-hmm. and things are things are rocking. Yes, things are rocking. You had good turnouts at uh, Welcome Week stuff. Always. I mean, it's kind of, we're kind of at the end of Welcome Week. Yes. Uh, um. Yeah. Good turnouts. There's a lot of events going of, on. A lot of good stuff going on. A lot of, yeah. stuff, a lot of good students. Uh, students returning. It's yeah. uh, you know, we since we have a hundred percent student ministry, uh, students are out working around the country all the time. So. I have to wait for them to get back in town to actually work on the planning of different things. So we're working on our Koinonia retreat, which is in, which is like in what February. What does Koinonia mean? It means community, togetherness. Uh, it's our it's our three day retreat that occurs in February or J- uh, March. Maybe it's March oh. this year. I can't remember the date. You're already planning it. It's in March. Yeah, we're already planning it. We already got the reservations. Wow. Already oh, okay, good. But it's the students who are running the retreat. Are and all, not here. Uh, one one taught totus oh. to us, and one was off all most oh. of the summer. Oh, so now we got them all back in town, and then all the students who run the different groups on the retreat, and yeah. table management, uh-huh. and organizing. Yeah, all that's gone. Uh, so we had to wait oh. for them to get back. Are they back? They are. Okay, good. I know. <laughs> it's. I love it when college students are back because then I feel like I got a job again. Come on, you had a job all summer. Man. I did. Weddings and cool stuff. Oh, wedding weddings are just you know. Friday, Saturday. So it's funny because you had a you had a slew, a gaggle, uh, of weddings uh, this summer, and and I I had a few, uh, off and on. But then in the in the fall, there we're we're like we're like way back up, including several game days. What? Several Who's getting people. married on a game day? Some people. That's like getting married on the opening day it's of like, rifle season. It's, gonna, it's like getting married on a game day. Jeez. <laughs> Um, oh, anyway, well. so we have a lot. Yeah, we have several several weddings Great. Um, coming up. Yeah, I think we had 14 Yeah, there were, a lot. there were a lot. Starting in May, ending last weekend. This wow. was awesome. All right, we have a, a special guest. Uh, it is it is Kyle Dowd. Yay! Kyle is a seminarian of the Diocese of Tulsa. He's been on the show before. Yeah. Really? He's, he's returning. Never and in this format, though. No, never in the living room. Never in your living room. Kyle is with us um, throughout the year. Um, we were talking the other day, Kyle and I were talking about, like, people are, like, coming up to him, like, why are you still here? <laughs> like, why, when, yeah. why aren't you back in school? And obviously they missed the announcements back in whenever, June, when we said, mm-hmm. and Kyle's going to be here f- until, until May, May of 2023. So they saw, like, we had Marcus Lyons here. They saw, they're used to seminarians yep. being here for two months and then, you know, Vamos. out the door. And Kyle, still here. Kyle, what do you do all day? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I pray. 
I help out at mass. Good answer. Um, I come to meetings and stuff. Um, I just That's get great. to see like the life of a priest. Um, see how available the different priests are um, to just whatever whatever needs their people have. Um, how are we doing? Uh, fair to Midland. Um, <laughs> Would you say Midland? Fair like to Midland. Fair to you Midland. Know, yeah. Probably a five point five. On the Richter six. scale? Uh, because what? that's an earthquake, <laughs> baby, in my, my world. <laughs> no, yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah, I love, like, going and visiting people's houses, I think is probably what We do that a fair amount. We yeah. went to it. We had a um, a house blessing the other day, which I I only found out maybe three hours or four hours before that it was going to be entirely in Spanish. Oh, yeah. Um, that was in Spanish. That, yes. was a, that was a wild ride. It was a great adventure. Entirely in Spanish. Muy, muy loco. As they say, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then, I mean, then, we, so we did the, yeah, we did the house blessing, and then, like, the f- we like sat with the family, mm-hmm. probably for like forty-five minutes, and it was had a, Kyle had a was learning Spanish, yeah, I, I got, and you were getting it, I got probably forty-five percent of what was said, which was thirty-five yeah. percent more than what I expected to get out of it. <laughs> See, there you go. So improvement. That, I'm twenty percent proud of you. <laughs> um, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> We've had this is the best part. So Kyle, I mean Kyle is like with me a lot. So we we call it like a pastoral internship, or yeah. uh, you know, okay. People like people understand the language <laughs> of internship. So there's been like numerous times. We were at the soccer game the other night. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> this is great. And Kyle Kyle gets up uh, and like looks like he's going to the concession stand, and we had all these young adults with us, and I was like Kyle Kyle wait hold on, and I go and I get. Like I pull twenties out of my wallet and I hand them to Kyle and I say, "Bring me back the change." And everybody else, everybody else in the stadium instantly knew, like, "Oh, oh, okay, that one's the priest, and that one's it was must not be a priest." I guess it was totally hilarious. Anyway, because of the use of cash, is that no? no because uh, that was like that one's clearly the son in this relationship. <laughs> Dad, can I have some money for the concession stand? Oh, well, Brian does the same thing to me too. Can I get some gummy bears? Come on, Dad. <laughs> so anyway, we've had numerous moments like that. But yeah, lots of visiting people's homes, mm-hmm. um, hospital, nursing homes. We do yeah a fair amount of that. Yep. Yeah. I think one really good thing is seeing like the peace that the priest brings whenever he enters a situation. It's crazy. Uh, so like going, we, I uh, take it for granted. But anointing people crazy. and just seeing like, um, like you know, someone's kind of tense or just like worried a little bit, and then as soon as like the words of anointing happen, as soon as that sacrament happens, they're just like, there. It's something like something's different. Yeah, they just yep. go, okay, Jesus is with me. Got it. Here we go. The I, I remember the times I've anointed people because they're very Both of them? infrequent. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I walked into it was at St. Francis Hospital. <laughs> uh oh. And I was coming I was anointing somebody and then I was coming down the elevator and I ran into a guy and he goes, Hey father, will you also anoint my mama? I was like, sure. So I went in there and I walk in the f- the door of her room and she goes, I ain't dying. I was like, if it's something the Grim Reaper <laughs> or something. People do have that misconception when the priest rolls in that this is it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, what are they not telling me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, okay, Kyle. So, our subject today that we're talking about is don't get comfortable with Jesus. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, and, and the the premise of this is that you know, the, the background is that I I told Father O'Brien I said I think people are getting 
comfortable with Jesus. They've had maybe over the like the last 20 years of their life a slow diet of mediocrity and a, a just a consumption of Jesus and my life of faith and relationship with him is just about like this. I don't go to church or maybe I do and I don't really know the name of Jesus and I don't use it. Um, I don't read the scriptures and I don't take seriously the Eucharist. So I'm really not a Christian, but I say I am. Okay. Yeah. That's I think that's the background we're currently. I've heard in. it too, the way that some people either like you went you went to a Catholic school or you grew up in a, you know, you had religious education once a week, you know. Uh, you you took a class once, yeah, and then there's this idea that like I'm, I I was confirmed. I went mm-hmm. to seminary, said Stalin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they and there's a sense of like I've I've I I already I know everything there is. I'm mm-hmm. fine. Leave it's me like, like yeah. leave me alone. Like Catholicism just becomes kind of a cultural thing. Yep. Like, um, yeah, like Dia de los Muertos or something like that. And you're just like, oh yeah, it's like. That's something Just we do. Something we do. Yeah, I don't really think and, much more and about then it. it. And then where it plays out is like people get into this mindset that I, I'll just I can sort of come and go, show up when I need to here. And there's a there's a lukewarmness mm-hmm. to it. I've heard it expressed that like when you when you've had either like a Catholic education or you grew up in a Catholic home and you kind you know you think you've sort of you're you're fine that you've almost like been inoculated. Yeah, like you're you. You, you have no desire to, I mean, the gospel a couple weeks ago, like, I've come to set fire. You have no desire to, Inoculated be, to is, be on fire. Yeah, exactly. The inoculation is like, I got the polio vaccine, and now I'm not going to get polio. Mm. Bam. Yep. Case settled. Like, yep. I've taken the Jesus inoculation, therefore, yep. I'm, like, good. I, I'm good. Mm, I'm and good. that's like that either once saved, always saved, or I've just taken Christianity as some. It's just something that's also an option where it's like, you know, the choice between Miller and Bud Light product placement, slow key. Okay, so I, I, the reason why I brought this up to him is I think that people think there is a third option. I think there is, th- that this is what people think. There is the no gospel of atheism, paganism. Then there is like, I am in on Christianity 100%. Or there's this like, I'm 70-30, 30-70, and I'm still good. And, I, I, you know, I don't think that's that. that it, I was talking to a young man, a student who just came back, and he, um, we were talking about early church history. And as I was talking about early church history, I was saying, listen here. In, or in the first three centuries of Christianity was also the first three centuries of the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire didn't give you an option. Like Caesar Augustus in 9 BC had this proclamation. He was alive for another, another 20 years after that as emperor of the Roman Empire. And in 9 BC, he sent out this proclamation that said basically this. Uh, he said, listen to the good news of Caesar, Savior, and Son of God. And that was the, the, the mode, the, the spiritual life, in a way, air quotes, the spiritual life 
and the message that was going out throughout the Roman Empire. And when the gospel came out, this is the, G- the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And when it came out and started going around the world, and it entered the Roman Empire. Now, the Roman Empire went from basically like Poland to the Baltic Sea, all the way to Ireland, around to North Africa, all the way to the Middle East, over to Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Iran, back up to Turkey. That was huge. And when the gospel invaded that empire, that the, the people were basically saying like, oh, I'm a Christian. And the Roman government would say, well, your gospel does not correspond to ours. Like our gospel is, and this is like, actually Caesar sent out, Caesar Augustus sent out uh, good newsers who we called evangelists. And they went out. And Jesus also sent out in, you know, Caesar died in 14 AD. But they also sent out evangelists. And when the gospels of those two cultures came together, people, like had, to, people had to make a decision. Like Rocky and Drago. Like Rocky and Drago or like Felicity and Perpetua and a lion. You got eaten. Like, I mean, that's what happened. Like, yeah. Peter gets crucified. Paul gets his head cut off. Rocky, um, you know, uh, Apollo Creed gets killed by oh, Dolph Lundgren. Oh, got Drago. Spoilers. That was so sad. Sorry, sorry. I mean, that was so sad. It was. But back on track. He should have thrown in the towel. I know. He didn't. Throw in the towel, man. So all these people were killed. For for their Catholic faith, bad being, for them. Good for the lions, though. Good for the lions. They got a slow diet of and and the future Christians. Yeah, but yeah. So now, <laughs> the, so the lions. My my point is, I think in our culture right now, we think there's a third option, mm. which is our gospel, which is I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Ooh. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I, and you know what? This this Christianity is just a side gig. You know, yeah. like when I want it in my life, and so I don't actually take Jesus's gospel seriously. I don't take uh, the the message of the church seriously. I don't I don't take um, the previous two thousand years of Christianity seriously. That it's just like, oh, you know what, whatever. I, I, I you know what, um, I can I can believe in abortion and and also be Catholic. I can kill people and become Catholic. I can be a gossiper and a slander and mean and cruel to people and become Catholic. Sleep with whoever I want. Yeah, like, I, you know, what? I, I can do blind. I can, I can disrespect All of that you. goes, it, it's fine. It all goes together yeah. because God loves me and he loves me just the way I am. And, and at the end of the day, I'm not as bad as Yeah, at least I'm not. Whoever. Hitler. At least I'm not. Reductionum yeah. ad Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, St. Augustine has a great quote. He says, if you believe what you like in the gospel and reject what you don't like, it is not the gospel you believe, but yourself. Ooh. Oh, shut up. I love that. Will you text me that quote? Uh, that's, is that a picture on Instagram? Somebody make that up? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> okay, but just take a screenshot up. of uh, your, um, your Instagram feed and send it to me. Yeah, because I was just thinking about Good. how many gospels there are, like gospel readings where Jesus says something like, I have come to bring sword, yeah. not, not peace. Yeah, division. You know, I will set a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, or you know, like I figure I heard that gospel just recently. Right? Yeah. yeah just oh yeah, you know, that's right. Not too, not too long ago. Or like you know, Jesus saying, um, "What is it?" Where he says, um, "Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you." What? Yeah. Is it yeah. Blessed like are that. those who are 
persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Yeah, well, like, and then Re- like Revelation, like if you're, I, I want you to be neither hot nor cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you are lukewarm, I'll spit you out. Oof. The goats and the sheep, you know, like yeah. At the end times, Jesus is saying like people will be separated, and one group will go to hell, and the other group will go to heaven. And the group that goes to hell, like the the dividing line, is how they treated this random dude from Palestine from like <laughs> two thousand years ago. Yeah. Like, are, you know, to an American, to me, like there's still something about that, like deep down. I'm like, uh, really? Like, okay, yeah, yeah. What do you what do you actually mean, Lord? He's like, no, yeah. he actually means that. Like. How I how I interact with him right now, whether or not I get up and pray when I've committed to, um, and like just spend time with him because he loves me and died on a cross for me. Like yeah. that guy, like yeah, that relationship determines where I go for eternity. Yeah, is Jesus the center of the universe or not? Mm-hmm. I mean, is he? Is he? Yeah, is he? You know, C.S. Lewis. You know, Jesus is. You know, you got three options. Jesus is either a liar. He's a lunatic, uh-huh. or he is the Lord. Yeah, mm. and there really aren't. There isn't a, like a fourth. He's just a really good guy who I who <laughs> I like to who right. I like to hang out with. Yeah, we watch football together. He's my bro. Right. Yeah, there and really then, isn't an option when because he says, you know, I came to set the, you know, I bring, you know, not not, not peace, peace but, but a sword. sword. This is not. Yeah, this is that's not that's someone. That's not my Jesus. This is not someone. I like my who, Jesus wearing tuxedo shirt. Who just wants to. <laughs> Who just wants to hang out? I mean, there's yeah. a and you can say a, the a same clear and definitive choice that needs to be made. Yeah, yeah, and you can say the same about the church because the church is Jesus's bride. So the church is either a liar, claiming to be like some like something greater than just a human institution, or she's a lunatic, or she's like the lady. Like she's she. Did you uh, just make that up? Well, I mean, no. Not really. Oh. I don't know. I've never heard it expressed in the sense of, like, because regard is, to the church. What does the church claim? It's like, okay, I have to show up in this building for, you know, an hour or an hour and 15 every weekend and then some random other days in the year. I have to <laughs> do certain other things that I'm, you know, that I kind of, I, I have to not do certain things that I kind of really want to do and then do other things that I don't want to do or whatever. Um and, and if the good outweighs the bad, I go to heaven. Right, yeah. And like all, like this is kind of arbitrary rules. And like, who are you to tell, who are you, Mr. Old Man in Rome, you know, wearing white, like to tell me what I ought to do with my body or not, or whatever. Um, so it's like, yeah, the church is either crazy or a bunch of liars have to get money or she is who she says she is. The bride of Christ. The bride of Christ, the Ark of the Covenant. Wow. I've, I've, just, never, I've just never thought of it yeah. in, that, in, that, in the sense of the church. So I think f- so, so. So sort of taking it to to our listeners here, like where, how does this apply to everybody listening? My guess is people listening are in a couple different groups. Maybe yeah. we could kind of walk through that, right? So there are people mm. who are all in, all in. I would say even to those folks, are you as all in as you think you are? Because mm. um, I'm never all in. I'm. Still I can speak. You know, like when pe- people look at us and are like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are priests!" Like you're. Oh, your ded- your dedication, and and then there, the, but there's days when I'm like, I am not all in. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I am, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being selfish, or I'm, you know, just kind of thinking a lot more about myself. Yeah. Than, than, than Christ. Well, Saint Ignat- Ignatius has the meditation on the two standards in the second week of the exercise, and he says mm-hmm. all of us throughout our faith life look around and we've raised the flag of Christ, and then. 
over in that little territory, <laughs> there's a flag of the enemy, the standard of the enemy, and mm. we go take it down, and then we look over there, and we're like, how did that get there? <laughs> and there are three over here behind me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just yeah. To, so, I so think the saints are so even saying that. Even, yeah, so even, even those who are listening, and us included, you know, who's, mm-hmm. who would say, oh, yeah, I am 100% committed. Yeah. Think about, like, the... Are you? Are you? The story of the rich young man, like, where he's... You know, yes. And he was like a good Jew. Like he walks up to Jesus and is like, I've done everything. Like I've all those commandments, I've done them. And I, I don't think he was lying about that. He's Four like, through yeah, ten, I'm in. I've done them. And then Jesus is like, okay, now here's the next step. And I think that's the, there's this phrase of like doing the next right thing, like the next good thing. Like yeah. when you brought up this, this topic at the beginning, I was just thinking like the things that I know that Jesus is asking me to do that like, that they just kind of scare me a little bit. And I'm like, I, uh, yeah, well, I, well, if I don't do that, but I still, you know, yeah. do seminarian stuff, then I'm I'm fine, right? And like it's letting off the gas pedal, like that's that's the image that comes to mind. It's like I'm letting off the gas pedal. Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't last I for th- super long. And I think too, like, the image of like that we're on a pilgrimage. I love that image, mm-hmm. and that's been I've been like, t- in, it's been in my head for a while now. Just like, okay, where am I in my in my in my spiritual pilgrimage? And I think. Imagine being on a ship. So let's say you're going from, uh, you know, England to the United States. Imagine being on that pilgrimage, thinking you got there, and jumping off. <laughs> <laughs> you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You have not arrived. <laughs> you thought Sharks. you you thought you arrived, and so you jumped off. Um, and you were still a hundred miles from shore. You're mm. in trouble. Yeah, sharks, baby. Okay, what's our um, what's our next group? You said the churchgoers. Oh, so 100%. so so people who are who are yeah who are in all in or or you know close to being in, but um but then there's I think a large group that are in this sort of middle. I I like, I like, church. I like being Catholic. I'm pr- I'm pretty proud of it. Um, I I don't really go all the time. I kind of go when it's convenient. Uh, I don't go out, you know, really holy days. I'm oh, not really yeah. involved. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so what are you? Oh, I'm Catholic. Well, what do you, you know, what are you, what are you involved in? What's your prayer life look like? Oh, I don't really, eh, nah. it, okay, that, that's our second group. Okay, that's our second They're group. They're in the middle, mm. in the middle and kind of trying to straddle both sides. Yeah. Mm. Th- those, uh, yeah, and those are, we, you know, everybody in these, we're like, okay, we want to, we want to help you, St. Francis Xavier, St. John Catholic Student Center, want to help you on this, this journey, on this pilgrimage to sainthood. Because I think the, the third and the fourth groups are, um, I think, interesting. And it's, I think the third group is the politicized Christians. Ooh, what? And the Ooh. politicized Christians are, Tell me I more. have these political agendas on my side that are my gospel. Uh, and oh. I am obedient to them, and I mm. have these people on this side of the political line that this is my gospel. And mm. the gospel of Jesus Christ does not govern my life, but my political party and those things that are affiliated with it are the way, are the truth, are the life for mm. me. And and those people, it, it's it's like, oh, wait, you you say you're a Christian, and you're obedient to one of these Caesars, mm. Caesar Augustus, Savior, and Lord. Mm. And 
he is the ruler of the world, and these things are going to rule your life because whatever gospel we're going to give ourselves to is going to demand things for, from us. It's going to demand things our very life. And, and I think people put that before the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and they say, oh, yes, I'm a Christian, but I believe these whole other set of tenets that are actually in great contradiction to the gospel. Yeah, are you mm. more active in the, in the Republican Party than the Catholic Church? You more involved or the, in the or the Democratic Party or you know fill in yeah do I have a flag of First Amendments and and pro abortion do I have the the flag of the LBGTQ group or do I have a flag of you know divide and conquer this shall not run I raise the flag of the end you know whatever those groups are on those sides. And we're obedient, and we raise those flags in our life. And St. Ignatius of Loyola says, lower that flag and burn it. Because the mm -hmm. only flag and the only standard in your life is the flag of Jesus Christ. And be obedient. And give yourself, yes, yes, I get it. We all stink at this. Mm. But when we do that, we, it, it, we're, are we really wanting the kingdom of Jesus Christ? He says, the kingdom of God is inside you. Do we want the kingdom to grow in us? to actually change us into the divine person we've been made. Because this is what I think is going on and right now in our culture. We look at the human being and we say, you're okay, I'm okay, we're okay. And the gospel says, you're not okay, we're not okay, but it's okay. Hmm. And because if we just say that to ourselves, like we're going to fix ourselves or like we're just a bunch of broken misfit toys. Let's go ahead and cut ourselves apart. Let's change ourselves. Let's make ourselves into who we want to be in whatever type of surgery it is. Then we say to the Lord Jesus, I don't need your life of grace. Or I don't want your life of grace. Like I don't want you to redeem me. Like yeah, I, me, Father Kerry J. Wakulich. Broken, misfit toy. Mm. <laughs> Always yeah. in need, as Pope Francis says, the church is, Father O'Brien just mentioned, the church is a field hospital. That the, tr the church and the grace and the life of the Lord Jesus Christ is always healing me and fixing me. It's a field hospital. It's a triage center. So I think that's the third group is, the, is sort of the, the political divide. And the, la and the last group. Yeah, what's the last group? The last we didn't group, talk about this before. Uh, we no, didn't. We're making up groups as we go along. No, I right. What's your fourth group? I think the fourth group is the people who haven't given Christianity a chance. They look at the division amongst Christians, and they look out and they say, nah. Mm -hmm. Or they've met, I mean, I think, yeah, and uh, to, to sort of defend some of those folks a yeah. little bit is, you know, they've, they've, they've met what they, you know, sort of perceived as oh, yeah, yeah. Christians. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was, was it Gandhi had that line where he says, it's not that Christianity has been. Is it no, Gandhi? No, no Gandhi. Gandhi. Was it Chesterton? Chesterton. Chesterton. No, but what's the Gandhi but quote? Gandhi says, <laughs> "I've never." Sorry. I, get, I get them confused all the time. <laughs> Super fat dude, really white. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Gandhi's Continue. quote is, "I I have never met I've never met a Christian or something like that, and I would become a Christian if I'd met a real one. If it, if it weren't for Christians, I'd be a Christian. Oh mm. uh, yeah, but he never met Mother Teresa of Calcutta." How about that? That's mm -hmm. what I was. That's he what I never was met Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Uh, I just need to go on the record. I do know the difference between G.K. <laughs> uh, Chesterton and Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, really? I respect them both tremendously, mm. and I also know I could pick them out of a lineup. <laughs> okay, 
Um, so I uh, yeah. So yeah, this fourth group yeah that that sees Christianity mm-hmm. as as hypocritical as you know and, and there's and there's times we deserve it. Yeah, Catholic and, Church front on the line. And, and so w- when when we're journeying, as you said, all of us because all of us are journeying to the kingdom of God, whether you believe it's here or not, whether you whether you live under the standard of and the and the flag and the life and the gospel of Jesus Christ or not, we're all on this pilgrimage. And so we have to help each other. Mm-hmm. All of us have to say, like, hey, I, I'm not okay, you're not okay, but it's okay. But we've been made better than okay. Yeah. By and Jesus you look Christ. at and yes. you, like Psalm 23, even when I walk in a dark valley, I fear no evil for you are with me. Like mm-hmm. even though we're not okay, even though we're broken, like the Lord looks at us as his beloved sons and daughters and he come he comes to us and he walks with us and desires our yeah. flourishing. Yeah. We, we love to, yeah. we love him because he first loved us. I yeah. forget who said that. That's yep. in the Bible somewhere. Yep. Uh, yeah. We love him because he first loved us. It so was like not wherever chose me. Yeah. yeah. Whatever of those four you. groups that we're in, um, like even if we're in that first group and we really want to like give more of ourselves to Jesus, we have to like start with the fact that he died yeah. on the cross for us and he didn't have to. Take him seriously. Yeah. Take yeah, the gospel so don't of get, Jesus don't seriously. Get, don't get too comfortable. And we're, really, wherever you are, you're still going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pilgrimage, amen. don't jump off early. <laughs> um, we've, got a lot, we've got a lot of work to do. The Lord has a lot of work to do on us. So wow. that's, uh, that's all we got. We'll uh, join us next week. We love that you're listening. Spread the word. Thanks, Kyle, for joining us. He's going to be here all year. Don't ask him when he's going back <laughs> to school. Peace.